Hey, before we get into this episode, yes, I know you guys see the title. Huge guest. I'm excited. Chris, I know you're excited. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, kind of. I mean, he's a friend, man. I like it. I guess I just don't get all hyped up. But. I, I'm hyped up. But anyway, before we get to that, I do want to talk about Fort Scott. You've heard us talk about Fort Scott munitions on the podcast. They're a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass CNC spun ammunition that is designed to tumble upon impact in soft tissue. What that means, it leaves devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states, as well as directly online through fortscottmunitions.com. Use the exclusive promo code BATTLELINE, one word, for 15% off your order, only available to listeners of the BATTLELINE podcast. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Peranto, Battleline Tactical, and the Battleline Podcast. And Chris, if you take a Battleline Tactical course, you know that you're using Fort Scott on the range. Yeah, I'll be. I'll have it, and I always let people try it. And then just to so you all know out there, you know, SOCOM actually is picking up Fort Scott Munitions as part of the Maxim Defense Fort Scott Munitions ammunition package to utilize for their troops. So. Guys, if, if Special Operations Command is going to use Fort Scott munitions, do I need to say anything? I, I can't even say anything that's going to illegitimize their ammunition <laughs> more so than that. Then you have a Delta and the Rangers using their stuff. So it's already starting to get out in the community. They're finding out about it. Guy, and hunters, if you're not using Fort Scott munitions, then you need to because I'll be honest, you're going to have a better success rate out there and freezing your freezing your cojones off in the woods than, uh, than using some other ammo. When you're out there freezing that long in a deer stand, you want something that you're going to bring home. So uh, check it out. And also Home Defense Guys, 9mm, best tumble on impact 9mm ammunition out there. Well Go grab said, it. man. Absolutely. FortScottMunitions.com. Promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off for just you guys, the listeners. With that, we'll get into some other stuff. But, of course, Alex Jones. On the microphones, pure and uncensored American straight talk. Never quit. You're locked and loaded with Chris Peranto and Ian Scotto. This is the Battleline Podcast. Battleline Podcast, episode 13. Safe to say, this is the biggest guest we've had on yet. I'm so psyched to be talking with Alex Jones, a guy who, I'll be honest, I've been critical of certain things that he's said over the years, but also a guy who's been very insightful and more than anything else was really, to me, a pioneer 
of the whole internet broadcasting and streaming and doing it completely independently. I mean, I think when I first saw Alex Jones, much like other people, their immediate reaction is like, how are they letting him say this? And the reason (laughs) was because he did it all on his own. He didn't need corporate sponsorship. He didn't need the mainstream media. And really no one did that before him. This is before there even was a thing called podcasting. Yeah, he he is. He is the the forefather of all. And whether you like it or not, guys, you like what he has to say. You wouldn't be out there. Guys have your own podcast, the Joe Rogans, the Battle Lines, the Ian Scottos, the Chris Peranos <laughs> right now. Yeah, you wouldn't have podcasts or internet radio without Alex Jones. So like it or not, hey, we all have to say, you know what, thank you to Alex for allowing us to have this media now. Or we just have the mainstream media out there. So like him or not. He's the one that can, you can honestly tie back to where he, he's one of the ones that started this internet radio and, and he's still out there doing it, even though people have tried to shut him down. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get into all that with him. We'll try to hit a lot of topics. I'm going to try to see if we could get like a somewhat calmer Alex Jones, because I feel like it's so hard to get him to stay focused on one topic. He is he I mean, he the way his brain works is just so fast. So you get into one topic and he's suddenly <laughs> on to I mean, the last time you were on with him, you know, you were just talking about what was going on in Iran. And the next thing he's talking about is the yeah. president going to be assassinated. And you're like, slow hey, well, down a little, bro. About, but that's how can we work? Because our brains kind of work that same way. So it's just, I just, you know what? I can't wait to have him on the show and have him on here, here in a little bit because I, I, you know, I want you guys to talk and I just want to hear him listen and I'll put my two cents in and of course put my little laughs in because that's just how I am. But I, I, I'm looking forward to just because that's the way I think. You're, you're thinking and all of a sudden there's another tangent comes in and you don't want to finish your first thought so you jump to the next <laughs> thought. That sounds like me. Perfect. I mean, or I should say I should say I should say I sound like Alex because he did this before I did. So got to give him respect. Yeah. But uh, I, I no, I, I can't I, I can't wait. I look forward to it because, again, I I just like the way he thinks and, and I follow it well I because I'm so sometimes I hate to say scatterbrained in a bad way. because I don't say it, that's not negative, but we both are a little scatterbrained. And, yeah, and that's just that's just how it is. That's, but that's a good thing about him. That's what I like about him. Hey, so before we get to him, I I did want to talk about this. The episode that we put up on Monday, we recorded on Saturday. So it was pretty much a few hours prior to hearing some really insane, devastating information, which was the death of Kobe Bryant and I and, and his daughter and the others who were on that plane. And I know you are a big sports fan, Chris. I mean, yeah. Where, where yeah. were you when you heard it? What was your reaction? Because I think it goes into a lot of what we talk about in this podcast about not taking life for granted. I mean, no one thought this is not a guy who was sick or anything like this. This was completely out of nowhere. You know, I, I, I again, I'm not a, and I'm not, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a in awe of superstars or anything like that. It's not me at all. Um, I was more, yeah, it, it, it was, it's sad. It's just like when anybody dies, I, I think it's, I think it's sad regardless of who you are. Cause you had the air force plane that got shot down the next day. And we can even talk about that a little bit if we want to. Sure. Um, but, but, um, I was just, cause the, it was the family. It was the daughter. That's, that hurts. Cause I, you know, I, I imagine traveling with my daughter and flying in a plane and being up in the, and being up in the sky with her and, and you start hearing hidden turbulence, and I hate flying now, guys. I can't stand it because I, I just seems like I know every little sound I hear, I know what it is. And if I don't hear, know what that sound is, I do hear, then I'm worried something's wrong to plane, which is it's not right. But I, I, you know, just having your daughter there, and and that's what I went through my head. It's like, oh my gosh, how how awful would that be? 
And how as a father would you handle that with your daughter? It wasn't thinking of, well, it's Kobe Bryant, you know, NBA basketball star. Because I, I really don't follow the NBA as much anymore. I just, I, honestly, I don't even know who's good anymore. I, I follow still more college football because that's what I play. And I still think there's still some some genuine uh, people, sports addicts that like football, not because of the monetary value of it or because your sports team is just honestly like, like the like the uh, competition. The NBA, though, I, you know, I know Kobe because of when I was growing up. You know, he was a rookie, and I was like, I was in high school. Gosh, I'm dating myself a little bit, but it was that father aspect. That's yeah. that's what that's what you know hits you the bone because you know us as adults, even at 41, you know, Benghazi happened to me. I was 43. You've you've lived a long life, and, and not saying that his life was he lived long enough. You know, you've done a lot in your life at that point, and and you, you know you don't think yourself you're going to pass away ever, but at forty or so, even that night, I I came to grips of it. And you know what, I'm you know I I'm not wasn't worried about dying, but you know I was oh it happens that you know you you've done a lot, you've accomplished a lot in your life. At least I feel that way. But when you have a daughter there, and was she thirteen? That that yeah. hurts because she hasn't she hasn't had that time, and you know. She just caught up in it, and that father. I'm sure he was trying to reassure her, even though you know deep down he probably knew things were really off because it was the weather. You knew something was wrong. I'm just thinking it that way. How yeah. how would I be with my daughter? And I did post it. You know, I play. You know, it is. It, it's news because, it, as sadly as we should say, it is sad when when soldiers die in Iraq or Afghanistan. It's like the you know, people expect that. It's not a good thing, but sure. it's because they're soldiers. That's what they're there for. That's not to die, but th- that's a possibility that it could happen with Kobe, you know, or with any sports figure or or figure you see in the media. That's not expected, so it's out of the ordinary. So it's going to catch everybody's attention. But again, I, I, when I posted it, it wasn't because it was Kobe, or it wasn't because it was a super NBA superstar. Right. And I use that parentheses because whatever superstars, I, I think real superstars are still the military, um, but. I posted it because of the father daughter relationship. And to me, I don't care who he is. That's sacred. And I can imagine him being a strong father, trying to reassure her daughter, his daughter as they were going down. And he knew that probably was always lost, that he's still trying to reassure his daughter like I would. And, and as a part of the positive spin in the family that's going through right now, I can imagine my wife and my kids that would, my kids that would still be here. You know, if that was me and my daughter, um, how hard it would be for them. So I, I do want people to take that into account. I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, Ian, you probably saw it and you've probably seen it out there a little bit. There was some fight, you know, oh, Hey, who, when the air force plane went down, we had this fighting of like, who was, whose death was more important. And I saw, that yeah, like, I, I think it's silly kidding? because the thing is, <laughs> look, uh, it, it goes without saying these people who die in the military are heroes. You know, we should absolutely celebrate their life. But the thing is, it's just human nature. Kobe Bryant is a guy that we know, a guy that whether you're in the military or civilian, for many people have watched every week on TV and have watched all these different feats of his career. So, I mean, it's just it's a guy that you feel like, you know, and he was a very inspiring guy. Actually, I was just looking this up because to me, the thing that inspired me about Kobe more than anything was actually this post that he made on Facebook. I remember reading it and reposting it, and it actually goes into kind of the mentality of uh, what we talk about on this show. And it's more than just like something he did on the court. So this was back in 2013 when he had that major injury, and he wrote this long Facebook post, but I'm going to read it because I thought it was good. He said, uh, this is such BS. 
All the training and sacrifice just flew out of the window with one step that I've done a million times. The frustration is unbearable. The anger is rage. Why the hell did this happen? Makes no damn sense. Now I'm supposed to come back from this and be the same player or better at 35? How in the world am I supposed to do that? I have no clue. Do I have the consistent will to overcome this thing? Maybe I should break out the rocking chair and reminisce on the career that was. Maybe this is how my book ends. Maybe Father Time has defeated me. Then again, maybe not. It's 3.30 a.m. My foot feels like dead weight. My head is spinning from the pain meds and I'm wide awake. Forgive my venting, but what's the purpose of social media if I won't bring it to you real, no image? Feels good to vent, let it out. To feel as if this is the worst thing ever. Because after all the venting, a real perspective sets in. There are far greater issues and challenges in the world than a torn Achilles. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Find the silver lining and get to work with the same belief, same drive, and same conviction as ever. One day, the beginning of a new career journey will commence. Today is not that day. If you see me in a fight with a bear, pray for the bear. I've always loved that quote. That's Mamba mentality. We don't quit. We don't cower. We don't run. We endure and conquer. I know it's a long post, but I'm Facebook venting, LOL. Maybe now I can actually get some sleep and be excited for surgery tomorrow. First step of a new challenge. Guess I will be Coach Vino the rest of the season. I have faith in my teammates. They will come through. Thank you for your prayers and support. Much love always. Mamba out. I really loved that post from him. And that that mindset there is the mindset that we have that we talk about every week that we have from the, we have the military veterans we had Gary on our radio last week. It was that never quit attitude. And you know, you've got to put it in the context. Is it life or death for him? No. But is it? Does he? Is he going through adversity at that point in time? Yeah, he is. A, a torn Achilles is awful. I had a partial tear in college, and I was out for the year. I had to redshirt a year. It's 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 hard to come back from that. So in his in his mind and his livelihood, that is devastating. Same thing, though, is with the mindset he has, and that's why he's excelled, and that's why guys that go in the military, men and women that want to go in the special operations community and they reach their goals, they excel. It's the same mindset because they don't give up. No matter what adversity is faced to them, they don't give up. They don't quit. Whether you agree with what they're doing or not, whether you see them as being overrated, overpaid, or underrated and underpaid, regardless what they're in, they're doing it and they're giving 110% to succeed. And that's what we try to pre-sell y'all out there. Whatever you're doing, do it 110% so you succeed. Whatever adversity you run into, whatever obstacle you run into. So and I, I, I like the post and that actually is a – my father I left, My father used to say that kind of stuff to me all the time when I was growing up. When he was a uh, he was a collegiate NCAA Division One football coach, and which made me, I think, a better person, a better football player. And I think actually – and helped me lead me to be a, a better uh, better ranger in the in the Army and then got to the levels I was at as well. So, bro, I, yeah, I, I, bro, I, I, it shows that to me people need to grasp and look at the positives that, that these examples, some of these people set. And then when he passes away, think of it and look at him as a person and a father and a husband and think of it that way, not as – what maybe the overblown media puts him in that category of, of the some superstar. Yeah. Don't, don't look at it that way. And, and the same thing with the air force plane that got shot in it by the Taliban, or at least we believe so, you know, the Taliban claims everything when anything gets shot down in Afghanistan. But if it was the Taliban, you know, look at those people as well and see them as fathers and husbands and sisters and brothers and, and, you know, pray for both of them. Um, yeah. So bro, I, again, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, it, it's it's not shocking to me. 
it's just out of the ordinary, something that's not expected in society in the U.S. You know, you don't expect your your Hollywood stars or your 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 professional athletes to die in helicopter crashes. That's that's out of the ordinary. So of course it's it it's it's shocking is a strong word, but it's just out of the ordinary. But don't look at it that I just still think to me what hit me was the daughter and me thinking of him and the daughter and him being a good father from what I understand reading up that up until this point he actually was a good father and that's admirable. I don't care what he does for a living. You're a good father. That's a superstar to me in my in my book. And I, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was just like any good father with their daughter would be reassuring them, even though they knew uh, deep down in their hearts that they probably weren't going to make it. But yeah, just I mean, trying and, to be that good and just the fact that he was in this helicopter with his daughter, with his daughter's yeah. friend and their family yeah. going yeah. to a a game for his daughter. It's, he wasn't going to a nightclub. He wasn't going to a casino. Yeah. He was going to spend time, quality time with his daughter and be there for her. Yeah, that that to me, that's. That hurts home because I, I again I think of it as me with with my daughter doing the same thing and it's just it's just something that accident that happens and um just I, I I got a little I did I get a little upset when I did the two on Facebook and I did I want I'll be honest I wanted to see what the reactions would be and it, it most people were were pretty good but there was a few just. It was. It was a comparison of deaths. It's like, are you, how sick have we become that we've got to compare yeah. whose death is more important than the others? It, it, it was astounding to me. And it, it, I, I did I actually put a rant on Facebook telling people that were ranting and saying, oh, this is yeah, this death. The Air Force deaths are better than Kobe's death. No, Kobe's death better than the Air I basically said, fix your shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I think you and I have, um, you know, different friends on Facebook and all that. And you have a lot of the, you know, veteran following or, oh, yeah. you know, and I, I live in New York, so I have such a different following. <laughs> Most of my personal friends did not serve, although I know a lot of great people who did. So I did see some of that and I fully agree with you. And then I saw people who had to, you know, make this all about the allegations from years ago. And it's like, you know, the guy just died with his daughter. Let's not. Let's not get into that, that right now. That's not. This is not the time. Yeah, we've we've I've made mistakes, but guys, and you, everybody knows that out there. I've been mistakes with my wife and mistakes with my family, and and we all do. And and he, I, I remember when he, when, he, he cheated on his wife. He was caught. If any of you law enforcement or military veterans out there are are condemning him for that, I can I can put money on it that. Quite a few of you probably have done that yourselves. So I don't, 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 don't be hypocrites out there and condemn for that. Since then, like you said, Ian, and I agree with you, and I, I don't pay attention to the TMZ world too much, except when we're with Raph, because I like to talk to him oh, yeah. about it. But, <laughs> he's not even into that world. He, he's into this world. He's into the Alex he's Jones into, world. This is just, that's just what he has to do to make money. He's, he's awesome. I, I know, Josh, but. The uh, what what I'm going to agree with you is that since then, yeah, he, he's become a. From what I understand, again, I don't follow it a whole bunch, but I've I've become a model father, and to me, that to, that makes you a hero. You're a good father out there. You can do whatever you want, make millions of dollars in the NBA, go be a, with the unit, or go be with the 75th. If you're a good father, that makes you a hero, and that again, that's that's what stuck with me more than anything, and that that made me feel bad because I just. Just that father, just that strength, trying to be that strong father in when you know that the world, it, it literally, the, the, your life is probably going to end with your daughter 
and what you're thinking in your head, but you're trying to stay positive. And I, I, I can put money on it that that's probably what he was doing, saying, hey, yeah. we're, we're, we're going to be fine. Everything's going to work out. I love you. And, and then it happened. And, and, and you know what? That, to me, that's, that's a hero right there. And I, I, so I'm not, yeah, I, I, I get sickened by the fighting with the, the infighting. It, 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 it really, it, it breaks my heart that we've got some people and some of us are like that now about, about, you know, whose, whose death is more important. Um, when honestly we should be praying for both the, the air force pilots and, and the air force plane that went down along with, along with a father that went down with his daughter and his daughter's friends doing things, what fathers do. And, and you know, it just, it, it's, it happens. It's yeah. Just a, it's a freak action. So yeah, that's it, man, I guess that I know I'm rambling, but that's, you know, I, that's it. That's, that's, I don't really know what else to say. Yeah, I, I agree, it. man. I think that sums it up. Was there anything else you wanted to say about the air force situation? You know, I just with, with that in the military, it's just, it happens. I, I didn't get into the, the midst of it as far as how the plane went down. I know it was reported regardless whether it was a Stinger missile or an SA-7 or they just got it down with a machine gun fire. Yeah, that Air Force plane, just remember if you're serving, it, it, no matter what happens, you're going into harm's way. That is a as a real possibility and the threat of the Taliban, and that's still out there. And the, yeah, so in the peace talks, I, I love how we get into politics. Oh, we're having peace talks with this group. We're having peace, peace talks with this terrorist group. Every time we have a peace talk, that is just their that's that's the stoppage for them to readjust, refit, rearm, and re, re and to rearm themselves and get back in the fight. We should never have ceasefire. Ceasefires are ridiculous. That just gives terrorists and the enemies the ability to re-strengthen after we've kicked the crap out of them. It's happened for I don't know how many years now. I think since probably the Vietnam War. We're giving them the oh, let's let's let them let's do a ceasefire. There's no ceasefire. They're just getting their stuff ready to go so they can come back out and fight again. And that's exactly what happened. So, uh, yeah, this these uh, these nation building things that we do, brother. Nah, uh, and I've been in them, and I'll tell you right now, they're worthless. They, they, we shouldn't be in these nation buildings because all we're doing is losing guys, just losing people left and right, trying to do this nation building, a counterinsurgency stuff that Petraeus I think wrote that. Parts and minds, nah, it, it doesn't work. And we're still losing people because of it. And that's that's heartbreaking to me. Yeah, and, and the nation building is why we're in these forever wars, these never-ending yeah. wars, because... Yep. Uh, and and I think it, it really is naive to believe you're going to turn a you know Islamic Middle Eastern country into like a Jeffersonian democracy or democratic <laughs> republic. They don't want that. No, you can't change ideologies. It, if it takes, well, okay, let's put it. Yes, you can over a million years, and I'm being facetious, but it takes a very, 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 very long time to change ideologies. And and it's it's not it's it's not helpful for any and all we're doing is creating animosity. And then all the work that you've done in a country, and we go back to our episode with Jack Murphy, all, all this that one thing like where Clint Lawrence has one bad shoot, you've just devastated years of work that you've tried to get out changing an ideology with one one minute, one minute yeah. where you killed the wrong person because you shouldn't have because you shit your pants and you, you panicked. Guess what? 10 years, 20 years, 30 years that you've worked on trying to trying to just get to be friends with a clan, you've ruined in an instant. So I, I'm agree with you. We got we, we're, we're destroying these nations. We, we don't need to do any more nation building. I, I, I be, honestly believe that um, if a nation hits us or tariff hit us, 
you smack the living crap out of you and you tell them don't do it again and you go back and and people say well that's going to keep out it's going to keep happening well then you just keep beating the shit out of them every time they attack you and you tell them, hey if you don't attack us we're going to leave you alone you attack but that's that's a fool's world too because we are politicians that love power and just love just just love not using common sense with their foreign policies but that's again that's a whole nother episode i I could ramble on that for an hour and a half yeah yeah you you know what it's funny you saying that makes me realize um i was thinking about this i have all of february booked for guests but every time we do these intros it feels like it's cut short and i'm like you and i i, th- I think it'd be a cool idea and you guys could let us know at battlelinepodcast at gmail.com i think it'd be cool if every month we do a show of just you and i kind of shoot yeah. the shit i i love having guests on i love all the guests we've had on but i think you and i doing a two-hour show you know maybe once a month is, is a cool idea because if this always that. feels like it's short it feels like it flies by in a minute and then we bring a guest on yeah, I, I agree. We should, but let's 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 interactiveness is good. Everybody out there listening, get on our is Facebook cool? Is that cool? Yeah, the end. You're, you're the wherever. social media yeah. guy in this. Yeah, get on <laughs> Facebook and say, hey, man, this is what we want. I know we have a website up now. Are we didn't we get a website? Oh, it's, it's attached to the uh, KPI. Yeah, yeah. I, I would see if people want to do that because because we could. Dude, we can talk for. I can talk for three hours. I actually did that once. My first speech. I talked for three hours in South Florida. Uh, to all the snowbirds and I felt awful because there was a line to the bathroom when I was done talking because I didn't realize I was going so long and all every all the snowbirds had to <laughs> were holding it for three hours. So I felt awful. Awful. That's classic. But uh, a- anyway, you know, before we get to Alex, I am going to say, of course, from both of us, rest in peace to those members of the Air Force, to Kobe Bryant, to his and daughter, daughter, and and to everyone else who was on that plane, the the other young girl on that plane, the the other family on that plane who aren't yeah. superstars. All of them. I mean, it, as you said, it's it's a tragedy, and I, I don't think we need to compare deaths or or no. need to say. And and like I said, I think hopefully me reading that Facebook post will bring some insight to some people who don't know why he was so beloved. He's not just a guy who was great at playing a game. He was a guy who influenced others' mentality to probably succeed in business, succeed in the military. They probably read things like that, and it drove them. He's he's just yeah. a guy who thrived at what he did. And I, I when I see someone who thrives at what they do, whether it's you or whether it's watching Eddie Van Halen play guitar, I, I don't know the first thing about playing guitar, but when I watch greatness, it inspires me to be great at other things. And so I, I think yeah. people like Kobe Bryant are, they, they do a lot of good, whether you're a basketball fan or not, and he's going to be missed. I, I, um, I agree, bro. I, I, fallibility, being fallible, admitting that you are, you are perfect. To me, that shows leadership in, in his little rant right there. The motivational part of it was great, but him admitting, yeah, man, I'm I I'm at a deep down part right now. What am I going to do? That shows fallibility. That shows weakness and weakness as a leader. If you're able to show it in times at the right times, to me, that shows that you're a stronger person because of it. Because uh, there's not a lot of people nowadays that can admit that they're wrong. And and he did. And he actually did on the public stage when he had an affair, too, which yeah. is wow. That That's. Take it from me again, people out there. I, I have. I, I admitted it. I, I went out and I can't believe my Tanya took me back. You know, after years after as we did it, got a divorce after, but and then we got re- reconciled. But that is hard to do as a man to say, you know, God, I, that's the biggest screw up. And he did that on a public stage where I didn't have to go in the media and did it. I just admitted it on my own. Um, 
talking here with you and talking in other interviews, but I didn't go on like the mainstream media. That's to me that that's tough to do, but that is not good that he did it, but he took responsibility for it. And that to me, that's a big deal. He's, he's fallible. He's human. And just like every last of us out there, we're human, but we're admitting to admit that we're human and we need to make ourselves and get better. That shows strength. And that's what we always try to preach on the end of the show here on battle life. Yeah. You're going to face adversity, but you got to got to overcome that. Even if it's by your own hands, you still have to overcome that adversity. And th- that's admirable. To me, that's admirable. Yeah. I, I want to make sure we have full time with Alex Jones, and I'm Do pumped it. up to be talking with him. So before we get to him, once again, just want to let you guys know, Fort Scott Munitions is a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass CNC-spun ammunition that is designed to tumble upon impact and soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed-out and quicker incapacitation. We're so proud to have them on board. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military-grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states, as well as directly online through fortscottmunitions.com. That's F-O-R-T-S-C-O-T-T-M-U-N-I-T-I-O-N-S.com. Use our exclusive promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off your order. That's whether you're getting anything on the site. I mean, you've seen all yeah. these great products that they have. Um, and I know a lot of you guys have bought them and are very happy. So only available to listeners of the BATTLELINE podcast. 15% off when you use the promo code BATTLELINE. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of this guy that you hear, although he's, I would say like to my right or to my left, but you're in, uh, you're, you're in Nebraska. Cold you do ass this. Nebraska. We still yeah. manage to make it sound good though, but to Chris of Battleline Tactical and the Battleline Podcast, that's of course due to Spencer engineering this thing and making it sound good. <laughs> <Yep>. So, <laughs> um, yeah, with that, let's get right over to Alex Jones. So joining us on the podcast, really excited to have on Alex Jones. I don't really think an introduction is necessary. Infowars.com, of course. And just plugging Infowars, Alex, reminds me of, I'll tell you my favorite Alex Jones moment, of which there are many. I will always love when you went on The View to talk about Charlie Sheen and you just plugged Infowars after every <laughs> sentence. It was the greatest. Infowars.com. You let me say whatever you want, but Infowars.com. I remember that you were like, Charlie, we love you. Infowars.com. Infowars.com. Yeah, let me tell you something, Alex. Ian is fangirling you big time, man. He talks to me every He's like, Tano, who the hell's Tano? I want to talk to Alex. Well, Alex the truth Jones. is, you know, Ian and I have been dating for a long time. That's what I figured. I, I knew it. I knew no, there was actually, something. We're engaged to be married uh, this week. All right, I'm, I'm breaking. I'm done. I'm, I'm done, Ian. I'm breaking up with you. I've had it. Crazy. So, you know, the, the first thing, actually, I would love to get into, Alex, is I was saying when we started the recording that whatever people think of the views that you've given over the years, you really are a pioneer in yeah, in alternative yeah. media. The fact is, before there ever was a podcast, you were doing what you were doing, live streaming on the Internet. And I think a lot of people's reaction was, how is he even allowed to say this? And it's because you did it without corporate backing, without the support of the mainstream media, and you're still doing it today. Well, that's what's going on, and they always misrepresent what I said. Like, oh, this guy shouldn't have a speech. Who cares? The answer to bad speech is good speech. 
So anybody that says we shouldn't hear speech is an authoritarian and very, very dangerous in society. That's why I'd like doing Alex's show. I, I you know, I know I'm, I'm honored whenever he wants me on, and he lets me, Alex, you let me talk, and whether we agree with stuff or not, which 99% of the time we do agree with each other, but you, you let me talk. You let me say what I'm going to have to say, and that's why a lot of I don't do a lot of the mainstream anymore because it, it's not. It's 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 going in agenda. It's going one way or the other. And, well, that's and, it. There, there's not pre-constraints yeah, when I'm on your yeah. show or yeah. on my show. We're humans. We say what we want. If you disagree, you get in my face. Vice versa. That's what freedom yeah. is. That's what America is. And anybody saying we need pre-constraints, like Sasha Baron Cohen said a few months ago, yeah. he says, there's a claim that the EU wants a Muslim invasion called replacement migration. That's an official UN plan to bring in Muslims, nothing against them, to replace Europeans. We're that's a that's a UN plan. But Sasha Barrett Cohen says if we mention that, we should be banned from the internet. That's dangerous. Right. And, and that's if because you're you're what you're doing is you're trying to get to where make people think one way or the other, and you're trying to put there's a lot we talk about on the show, especially when I'm on Alex's show. We, we talk about that there's a lot of free thinking that's not going on anymore. A lot of common sense that's not going on anymore because we're being told what to think. We're being spoon fed what we need to say and and if you speak out against that or you speak differently than, than against that then you're well look what happened to you you're, you're no longer you don't longer get the access to the media outlets that you used to and what i admire though brother and this is what i'll tell you i admire i admire that you're still you're still kicking ass you're still out there whether people agree with you or not whether they take platforms away from you or not you're still out there kicking ass i I always tell Ian, people like, well, why do you, why you want to go on Alex's show? Not Ian. Ian's, Ian no, not, I've never said that, but I've said <laughs> we've had it. friends who have said, yeah, why are you going on? But but, but there are, what do you, what, I said, you know why I go on Alex's show? Because every time I'm on Alex's show, first of all, he lets me say what I want to say. He's very respectful. Second of all, I know people are listening to him still because every time I'm on the show, I get a bump on how many people listen to what I have to say after I'm on Alex's show. If that doesn't tell you people aren't still listening to him, whether you like him or not, then you're you're full of shit because they are. Look at this. I can tell. I get more of a bump than when I used to be on Fox, and people used to hate saying that. I, I oh, that's the truth. This is how it is. If that doesn't tell you people's not listening to them, then I don't know what is. And that's why I admire. Well, well let's expand on that because I'm willing to take a hit for telling the truth. But at the end of the day, it's freedom and it's truth that's going to win. So I'm just yeah. betting on freedom. So regardless, let's let's move past Alex Jones. I remember six months ago when Facebook came out and said, if you make a positive mention of Alex Jones, we're going to block you. And I said, listen, folks, they've just demonized me. They've chosen me as the bad guy. They're doing this to set the precedent. Well, now Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan today and other just mainline open thinkers. Uh, I mean, Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, two different dudes. Yeah, very. It's in the news that Facebook on WhatsApp is not letting people promote what they're doing in private text. So people said, man, Alex, how you taking it? It's really rough, huh? I'm like, uh, for me and you and our kids, I don't take it like I'm under attack. I'm being censored. I knew that I was being set as the precedent for everybody else. And now it's here. Private text messages. AI is watching it and then saying you can't promote even mainline people. That is beyond evil. That's what AI was built for, and it's being abused up front 
We need congressional and presidential action to say, in America, we don't listen to your phone calls or your text messages. You want to say, oh, we're going to censor your post on Facebook. We're going to censor your post on YouTube. Okay, private company. Now you're watching me? It's a surveillance yeah. issue in live time, and you're going to censor me because I sent a Jordan Peterson clip out? Come on, folks. If we give into that, we're done. I mean, the chai aren't that good at evil. Yeah, and it's, oh, I've been saying it. Why isn't the FCC stepping in? Why You're right. Why aren't we having – we have a president in office that you would think is friendly or, or at least uh, empathetic to what we're doing here and trying to keep free speech alive, and they're still you're, – you're, this going on right now, it's getting worse. There's, there's stuff tightening up, and I, I don't get it. I, I'm going to keep saying what I'm going to be saying. I know you will too, but if they're going to censor everything that we do plus now for censoring text, are you kidding me? Uh, well, they're surveilling, uh, Chris, as you know. They're surveilling <laughs> private texts. The right. subject isn't, oh, you're a private company, do what you want. Like, you're in my private voice yeah. memos, you're listening to me. Only AI can do that, and it, it, it's sick. It, so people keep saying, Alex, we really feel for you. Don't feel for me. It's like if my house is burning down and your house is next door, I just want to stop the fire. Yeah, and the weird thing is people are so conditioned out of this that they're okay yeah. with it because they're they're voluntarily buying Amazon Exo, Echoes and using Alexa, and we already know that the surveillance is being done on those, and we're saying, yeah, wiretap my home. And that's because they're good people. So they say, well, I shouldn't mind if these things listen to me I have nothing to hide. Well, people 10 years ago on Facebook would say when they went to vacation where they live, they would get robbed. Just because you're a good person doesn't mean that you should be totally public because bad people will take advantage of that. And that's what's really happening. And I tell you what, I've seen enough bad people in D.C. to deal with since in my episode that uh, I, I can't say that they're bad people are just the ones ones lurking around in the neighborhood trying to rob your house, bro. Bad people ever. Bad people are up in D.C. more than anything, and, and I've seen that firsthand. I've seen a few good ones, but uh, the bad ones and the ones that are the control mongers and the egomaniacs. I've seen more of those up in up. Yeah, in the we capital. shouldn't set the table where a bunch of weird corporate, big tech companies can read what we're doing and yeah. have AI tracking us in real time. I mean, that's the enemy right there. So I don't, I don't care what BS claims they've got or why they say they're doing it. That's the enemy right there. Yeah, I feel like when – I was just to say, I feel like when Facebook and YouTube and all of these conglomerates were basically started and we got on them, the feeling was, oh, this is a place for free speech. So no one was against being on there. And then they changed the playbook and they said, no longer is this a place for free speech. But they, they did that once they were a monopoly and that there was no one who could compete against them. I really don't think – Well, that's it. They yeah. gave us a platform – that we could openly communicate and made it powerful. And they went, oh, by the way, not just will we control what you say, we're watching everything you do. So they went from pure good to pure evil overnight. And you talk about a setup. I'm betting on humanity. I think humanity wakes up to this and develops a plan to stop it and a code of conduct to say it doesn't happen again. Right. Well, it, if we're going to do it, though, we, we've got to have people up in D.C. We've got to have people in office that, that are willing to you know, metaphorically jump on that grenade and stop it, bro. I haven't seen it. I I, I haven't seen it. I don't know. No, right. The average be. person lines up and says, "Who do I sell out to?" Yeah. And and so we build the country. Our ancestors build it, 
and these jerks come along and sell it out. And that's the big question. How do you deal with them, Chris? Uh, bro, and I, I don't know. Aside for, and I'm, I never, I'm not a proponent. I'm not going to, those that have seen war don't want to see war again if we don't have No, I agree, happen. but they, they have no, they have no default position what they stand yeah. for. They just sell out. So those yeah. of us being screwed by them, we have to ask the question, what do we start doing to say no? I, I'm not saying I have some position. I agree with you. I, I'm just saying they're at war with us. These corporations are at war with common sense. So we should start permutating the political, the economic, the response. I'm not saying military. Because I get with you, it's like a default military response. I respect <laughs> that. But I'm just saying, yeah. how do we respond? <laughs> well, see, and that's, that's where I, that's where, when I always tell Ian, I tell great people, you don't want me to do what, what I am trained to do. Let the smarter people figure it out. I'm the last resort. I don't want to get to that last resort. Because the last resort means, yeah, it, it is a military, but I, I'm not John Bolton either. I'm not that aspect either, where we just need to go to war with everybody. I don't need that. No, but, but listen, I, I'm not a military but, but guy, it. but at a certain level, I'm thinking like, I've tried everything. What do I do? You know, exactly. you just yeah, work through every aspect. And that's where I'm a, I'm in complete agreement with, with you and guys like Ian. I, I am the, I, I want to just be, hey. Get it figured out. I'm your last response. Guys like me are your last response. We don't want to get to the point where we are that last resort, last response. So figure it out before that because if it gets to that point, oh, man, it, it's and guy, it's it's hell on earth. And you don't want that. I don't want that again I because it, it's it's a it, it's it's scary. It's a, it's scary. For I agree. But submission to this weird yeah. corporate creeping death is is worse than that. So we're just saying stop. Stop, 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 yep. stop. And as a human, as a father, I'm like, stop, stop. And it's making my brain go to places I don't want to go. Well, it's kind of like that dog. I created that dog that's growling. And it's, it's going to get let off that leash here if it gets too too far. But in the meantime, he's just growling or that rattlesnake that's just is, is rattling. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to get to that point where I'm going to bite you, but don't get there. And hopefully, you know, what you're doing out there, hopefully maybe even what we do on this podcast every once in a while, we're not, we're, when I'm not being a jackass joking around, it wakes people up and it wakes getting people in office to stop it. Um, I don't know. The Again, brother, I, I don't know. Jury's out with me. I saw what, they, what they've done to you. I saw what they've done to other media outlets. I saw what they've done to me on, when they used to do that to me on Twitter when I was on Twitter getting shadow banned. What else can you do? I, yeah, I, I, don't, I haven't seen it go positively the other way yet. And, and well, that's right. Twitter world. and all of them don't ban somebody because they're a Nazi. They promote <laughs> the Nazis and other idiots. They ban people that are real and create unity yeah. and are effective. And that's true. If you're really dialed in, you care about life, you want to bring unity. They don't want that. They they want discordia. They want the control of the chaos. Alex, right. do, you, do you see like an alternative to Twitter, Facebook, and all that that's like a true free speech outlet hopefully arising? Oh, my God. You try to set anything else up, they attack your banking. They attack the infrastructure, your servers. They hack you. Big tech, It's it, there's lawsuits. It's all over the news. They attack even big companies that try to set up new stuff. Even governments. It's a monopoly. Hell, yeah. We're like, hey, let's build our own thing. Yeah. Wait till you try that, and they come after you, man. That that's the problem. That's why they like make you get ready for a fight because they won't give you any avenue to try to like fix it peacefully. They just dominate because they've always been authorized to do it. They've never big tech's never been pushed back against. They're the big bully, man. They're the thousand pound gorilla that just thinks it owns us. And and and, and so I don't know what to do. Quite frankly, I I just sit here and just get.
I mean, I just take it up the ass every day and just try <laughs> to get the truth out. Well, as I said, you're still you're still doing well, man. Without the only and, and that says that maybe there is people need to watch and see what you're doing. I do. Ian does. I know Ian's been well, around. That's for the a human long intelligence time. of the audience that, despite they just increase their support. But I don't want to think about me. It's like, yeah. how is this going on in America that big corporations go, oh, you sent a Jordan Peterson text out. Facebook's going to block your private text. Like, they're watching you in live time. It's not about, oh, they're a private company. They can do what they want. It's about they're watching you. And you're an American. And you're promoting freedom. And that's who they're targeting. It, it, it's bad enough. If they were targeting communists to suppress them, I'd say, hey, that's dangerous. Don't do it. No, they're veterans groups, gun groups, Christian groups, good people. We're the target, which tells me these are bad people on top. And so I'm just like sitting back going, whoa, is this really happening? You know, the latest thing that I saw was Joe Rogan, who truly is the most mainstream. They, you know, it could be called alternative media, but you know, I mean, he's the biggest listening base. Far more people are watching him than CNN, MSNBC, or Fox News. You know, he goes and he's out and to the system. Yeah, I was going to ask they you about him under the bus. Yeah, I, so I wanted to hear exactly your take on that. I mean, for the audience who doesn't know, he. I talked to Joe lengthily a few days ago about ganging it into it, but. I mean, it, it's a big wake-up call for him that he tried to, like, literally be nice to the left, and they took that as weakness and tried to gang-rape him. Yeah, so, so, so for the just, audience who doesn't know, he they're calling an endorsement of Bernie Sanders. What he said was he said, I will probably vote for Bernie Sanders. Next thing you know, CNN headline is transphobic, homophobic figure well, endorses Bernie see, I Sanders. Even, I didn't even know that. I, I, be honest, I didn't know that. Uh, granted, I've been in a hole in Las Vegas at the SHOT Show the last, last week, but... I, I don't tell me because this is news to me. This is why I'm here. I get my news from my oh, own yeah, podcast. It's this big national story that uh, wow. Joe Rogan is a fucking excuse me. Joe Rogan no, you're, you're, is the you're second. Good. Joe Rogan is the second coming of Hitler. When all he's done is be nice to the left and give them a giant megaphone. I told him a year ago. I said, listen, at state dinner, I said, you're going to kiss their ass and they're going to take it as weakness and try to f you over. And so I talked to him a few days ago. I'm going to get into the off air conversation. He, he finally gets it. He's just like, can't I just have a neutral show? I'm like, no, Joe. Conservatives wow. and patriots, Americans would let you do that because that's what America's about is respecting you. The left is a cult of control freaks. They're not going to do it. He finally gets it. Uh, yeah, I, I hate and I won't do it. I, you have to pick a side. I, I would say, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm registered. I'm a conservative. I've guns, God, and the Bible and the Constitution I support, but... Man, you really do. Nowadays, you you, you can't they be make you, you have they to make pick you a side. Yeah, and it, it's 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 ridiculous. Well, it's like the Bible says, lukewarm, God spits you out. Hot cold. There's no there's hot cold. Lukewarm's God hates that. You got to choose a side. Well, I I know what side I I've I've always been on, and that's God's side. And whatever happens, but like I said, I'm I'm standing by. I'm standing by, hoping that and I. I shouldn't say standing by is not doing anything because obviously we're doing the show. We're talking to you. I get on your show and then people see what I do out there. But it, it doesn't need to get to a point where there's where actually physical altercations need to go down because it, it, you don't want. I'm telling you people out there, you don't want that. You don't you don't want any of that. But that the is left, not Chris, the left isn't yeah. like you. They've never done that. So they yeah. think it's all some some hypothetical uh, metaphysical thing. They, 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 that's what. That's the thing about domesticated people. Prosperity makes monsters. Adversity makes men. They yeah, don't yeah. even. They're not in the same universe as you, Chris. And that's why they keep wanting the fight 
with the real thing because they've never got it before. They never had their teeth knocked in. They never got jumped on top of. They never got stomped. They, yeah. they just keep pushing. And we're like, hey, hey, you really don't want this. And they take, they take our restraint as weakness. Hey, yeah, I, go ahead, Ian. I'm, uh, I, I agree with you. I agree it's with fine. You, it's because we're not in the same room that we end up uh, jumping over each other. But, uh, Alex, I, I know you're a Trump guy. You are a Trump supporter. But one thing I wanted to hear, I mean, you were talking about the stuff that was going on with Jeffrey Epstein far before anyone else. Yeah. And yeah. I, I shouldn't say anyone else, but you were one of the people out there saying it. And I do not get why Donald Trump is working with Alan Dershowitz. Can you give me any insight? I mean, when I think of Jeffrey Epstein, we're no, we know this is a guy who's been on Lolita Island with him. I mean, just for, purely a, from a messaging standpoint, it looks awful. Sure, the optics are bad. And again, if I find out Trump's involved in that stuff, I'll drop him like an old shoe. Yeah. The, the, the difference is a defense attorney represents Jeffrey Dahmer, they represent Charlie Manchin, they represent Tim McVeigh. So in American system, we have to respect that a defense attorney can can represent whoever they want to. Um, and Dershowitz said he was at the seven-story pervert palace in New York, and they got a massage from a girl. He didn't do it. Uh, there's a lot of deep state stuff going on. And if I think Trump's involved with Epstein, I will go after Trump. It's the Clintons, it's the Jets, it's the royal family that's totally involved and confirmed to be involved. Trump is separated from it, but then when he's got Dershowitz up there, who was Epstein's lawyer, you've got to say, why is Trump doing this? And I think it's so Trump has an inside into what's going on. I mean, before I endorsed Trump, I actually met people that knew him well, like Roger Stone and others. I found out his proclivities, and it's super hot chicks. It's not kids. <laughs> And, and so I, I don't see Trump involved in that, but it's all very, very troubling. I think it's a legitimate statement, and it lets the media divert off into, oh, what is uh, Trump doing with Dershowitz and all this? Uh, so I think it's a legitimate question. Uh, but so far, I see 99% of the Epstein connections to the Clintons and Obama and the Democrats. Uh, but I got to tell you, I've told Trump on record that uh, this Epstein thing has, uh, you know, got him out there on the edge with me yeah it looks it looks terrible and, and, and there's a good reason for it i get the defensive lawyer uh rationale but it just it, it looks terrible it just it, it and it, it's gonna push some of his followers away and i'm the same as you bro uh, you know if, if if he's uh if he's involved this epstein thing i i will speak out hardly against him i don't see it but if it is in it then um yeah, I'm with you because that's just something you don't you don't mess with. You don't children. Exactly, are, are, Chris. Are, it's all very incestuous. And yeah. I mean, literally, th there's no Trump connections until he goes and gets Dershowitz. Yeah. It's like, why are you doing that? Like the Clintons are done. We have them yeah. in the gun sites. They're, they've totally run this blackmail scheme. And so what are you doing? Because the media's like, oh, look at his hotel. Uh, we have Jeffrey Epstein. Well, that's not proof. It's a hotel. Yeah. It's a public party. But then when he gets the lawyer and all this, uh, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's really troublesome. Man, it's, well, if, if you're using the rationale that he is the best constitutional lawyer out there, still, though, I, well, who's the second best then? I agree. Anyone not associated with Jeffrey then. Epstein, please, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm with you, bro. Hey, hey Alex, I, I want – because I've seen you – and, you know, I, I started going on your show right after the movie came out, 2016. I've been on your show, I don't know, three or four times. 
what I would like and, and what I've seen this adversity that you've gone through, I know we've been talking politics and talk what I want people to know, because the show is very positive. It shows about overcoming adversity. I want to know, first of all, because a lot of people don't know how you got started. I don't. I honestly, I really don't know the inside story of what I've read. And then all the way up to where you really got shit on and you still you're still out there pushing it. You're still out there overcoming, man. And I want people to know that so they know about you and not just the Alex Jones, what you see in InfoWars, but the Alex Jones that has that drive and, and that has that drive to overcome and, and be the best at what he's doing. Like, and you still are. You're still doing great. And that's well, that's Chris, what thanks. I want to yeah, I mean, summarize the best you can. Sure. I mean, 26, 27 years ago. Wow. 21 wow. years old. And I just loved America. And I was going to community college ahead of going to UT because I could go to UT right away. I had good grades, but I wanted to go to community college, try some courses out, have a few jobs and sales. And it was just all anti-American crap. So I went and looked at some UT classes. It was all America sucks and all this race baiting stuff. And I went, wow, all that stuff I grew up hearing from friends and family that were, you know, right-wing conservatives is true. I always rolled my eyes at it. And then now I realize it's true. And so I started an Access TV show like 1995. About six months later, I had a local radio show. And they got really good ratings. And then I didn't just count on that show. I went ahead and syndicated out of my own house a two-hour radio show every night that was on over 20 stations on satellite. Wow. I called the satellite. I cut the audio. I said, how do I get on radio? So I was already, like, really successful, like 22, 23 years old. Then I said, hey, I want to show people what I'm saying. So I started buying video editing equipment, shooting videos, made a few films. And I made a film by, like, 1997 and, uh, you know, made a couple million dollars off that film. And then I funded crew and other things off that. And so that was really the start of an instant success promoting Americana, not from a right wing or left wing view, but just a pro freedom view of what's really going on. Uh, and then uh, I guess about 24 years ago, I got syndicated with the syndicator I'm on now, peaked at like 300 radio stations, criticized the system, went down to about 100 radio stations. But that's why they take us off the internet. We still have a bunch of radio stations that are still there. And so we're just promoting basic Americana and having great guests on like yourself and talking about, you know, things that are just that everybody understands. And that's it. I mean, we don't claim to have all the answers. We just get on air and have a real discussion, just like we've just done for the last 30 minutes. And that's what I do. And that's that. that that's why we're still on air. Dude, that, and that's to me, I, all y'all listen out there, you know, watch, watch Alex's progression. Listen, look at what he's done. And then whether you agree with him or not, you cannot say that he doesn't work and go at 110% all the time. Because I, I know there's probably people out there that would have happened, what happened to you, what happened to them, they would have shut it down. They would have said, I'm done. Screw this thing. I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. And I said, you're still, from from when I was on until now, you are still rocking because I can see just the responses that I get from being on your show. And I and again, I, I admire that. What. It doesn't matter what you do if you're going 110%. And no, I get it. It's the perseverance, and I admire you, too. That brother. is awesome. That's, we're all, That's awesome. It's all about the, the, the Americana perseverance and yeah. not buying all the attacks where they lie about who we are. We have, I'll, be, I'll be quite frank with you. I don't even – I work harder now than I ever did, and okay. it's because they tried to steal my identity. They lie about what I said. They lie about who I am, and I realize, oh, my God, if I actually go off the air – they're going to have free reign to say whatever they want. Oh, they so now it's gone past it being work. It, the problem is I want to work too much. When you're fighting for your life and your identity, 
there's not even there's endless energy <laughs> it's just like people say how do you do this my god they're trying to steal my identity and shut me down so they can say all these lies about me i'm not giving up and and quite frankly it's explosive no it is and you surrounded yourself with good people still i and 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 you know it's it's it, it says a lot so uh, yeah brother well, it's an american I, I, success story like you guys and i love you and i appreciate you having me on and i just pray for president trump in america and i think the better days are to come but all Americans have to seek out the conflict, not back off from it. We're not looking for trouble. We're not looking for fights. But, you know, a lot of folks are bringing fight to America. So we need people that are ready to stand up and fight back. And that's what we're doing. Doing good. Yeah. Doing great, bro. There's a lot of stuff that people probably want me to ask you about and, and Chris to ask you about. And I would actually urge them to go back and listen to the last time you were on Joe Rogan because you addressed a lot of things that, you know, you'll be honest and say three years ago you were not in line with some of those things said. And as you said on Rogan, the problem now is that the media outlets could put out that you're still pushing things that you've walked back from three years ago. And because you're off social media, you're no longer able to just come out and say, Hey, that's not what I'm talking about right now. And yeah, they get to control the narrative. Well, yeah, I mean, well, even three years ago, like I say, seven, eight years ago, I would say things hypothetically and say, oh, I get why you're saying that. I used to do this thing like, I get what they're saying. I get what they're my, my show was like, this group says this. Let's talk about their view. This group says that. They edit that down. So it's not like they control my speech, but I've learned to realize they're going to edit it. So I just say, here's where I stand right now. Boom. So they can't do it because that's what they do. And it's incredibly deceptive. It's very, very dangerous. Well, I've learned that the hard way the last four years as well. Just just seeing the, hey, I go in the paper, uh, CNN International, I said something about, uh, I think it was when Trump said something about the captain that died overseas and, and uh, and they misconstrued everything I said in the, in the article. I was like, gosh, I didn't say that. That's, that was my lesson to it right there. Like, wait a second. I didn't say what what they're putting in there. That's the, they they put half the truth in there, and it 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 shows that that that's why I don't I don't do a lot of the mainstream anymore. I, I don't like to do Fox. I don't like to do CNN. And, and the good I, news I, is, Chris, nobody know. buys them. And I don't know what they're going to do now that nobody buys them because we can we can be absolutely specific about what we're saying. They still distort it, so they're yeah. killing communication. I, I I don't know where it goes because. I can't even do an interview with mainstream media because they always lie. They always, I could be yeah. absolutely circumscribed and read off a thing I wrote and they will still lie about it. And at a certain point, it's like, you know what? I'm not perfect, but I'm not the enemy. You're the ones that lie all the time. And I believe in America and the world to say, F you, we're done with you. And that's what it comes down to. But the, the, the level of lying shakes me up because I can't believe they found this many people that will just lie and lie and lie. It makes your head spin. Uh, you, you, I guess you can put a price on the integrity if, you, if you're working it for Rupert Murdoch nowadays. Oh, but he's just as bad. Uh, I agree. Fox yeah. is just as bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, I, I, I agree. Chris, I you were saying before we recorded that you had a you know frank conversation with Alex about how you know his, his views were distorted during the Megyn Kelly stuff. Well, I, 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 I thought he was railroaded and, and on, I mean, and you know what, we can talk about it or not. I, I know if you ever want to set the record straight, you can do it with here with people that, that, uh, with that Megan Kelly interview. Yeah. I, it, it when you're ambushed, man. And that's what I felt like that happened. Like, man, you sound like you, you're well, what ambushed. she did was she was still on Fox. Yeah. So listeners question mass shootings. They question 
WMDs. They questioned whenever they said that Trump helped the Kurds or helped, uh, what's his name, er Erdogan in Turkey blow up that city. Yeah, and it was yeah. the Knob Creek machine gun shootout and, and Jesse Smollett, all that stuff. So she calls up and she says, I want to come interview. And I said, well, I don't want it to be about Sandy Hook because I believe Sandy Hook happened. Years ago, I questioned him. That's not my identity. She said, oh, I promise it won't be about Sandy Hook. Well, she airs a Fox News piece even yeah. before I interviewed her, or she interviewed me, saying, playing clips where I said, Obama is responsible for the Arab Spring with Hillary murdering hundreds of thousands of people and, and destroying uh, Syria and destroying Libya, and it's her fault. They literally didn't show video for my show. It's video. It's a TV show. They had edits. And I, on my own show, showed where I was talking about Libya and Syria, but they they showed the audio, not the video, and I showed that, and YouTube took it down in terms of service. So I can't even respond when I'm saying Hillary killed people by funding ISIS and al-Qaeda, and then they say I'm saying it's about pedophilia and, and Pizzagate, and that's when you're like, man, this is hard to beat. I mean, these people are organized, they're criminal, and they will completely edit what you've said on another topic knowingly and air it on Fox News. And again, Fox isn't my enemy. I'm just saying they're just as bad as CNN. It's it's who you're, who you're getting interviewed by, and it is. You, you, nowadays, you just got to be careful with all of it because you just never know. No, exactly. I would trust a Tucker Carlson. I would trust a Sean Hannity. But like Megyn Kelly was still on there three years ago. These people will do anything. And, and like when you're the recipient of it, you can't believe it that they'd edit together an interview about Syria and say it was about a pizza place in D.C. And you're like, with with other interviews, they'll like, it, yeah. it, 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 it's next level. So, Alex, it, it, well, when I started following you, it was really around because I'm thinking back earlier than this. But I, I really got to know some of your stuff in 08 because I was a huge Ron Paul supporter, as were you. And we saw the mainstream media's treatment of Ron Paul. I know you're a Trump guy, of course, but the treatment currently that I've seen of Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang is really reminiscent of the treatment of the media of uh, Ron Paul back in 08. I don't know if you see it that way, but I've, I feel oh, like... Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, Tulsi Gabbard, I disagree with a lot of her policies, but you can tell she's a real person. She's calling her own shots. She's a patriot. It's the same thing with, with Yang to a certain extent, not as much as her. And it just shows exactly like Ron Paul where they would just misrepresent what he was doing, misrepresent because he was popular at the grassroots. I totally agree. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how you go from being a patriot who has served in combat to being a Russian operative, and I'm glad that she's suing Hillary Clinton. Uh, yeah, that well, was You know, here, here's another thing. That, you know, they said that Chris lied, that there was a stand down when it was on record there was, and that, <laughs> yeah. that's bad enough. And I'm making myself a victim because actually at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I've transcended it and I don't care. But I almost feel bad even telling these stories. But they have had House Armed Services Committee hearings and Senate Intelligence Committees where they go, Alex Jones, the Russian agent, they took my bank accounts. They harassed me. They almost ruined me. They cost us millions of dollars calling me a Russian. And I didn't get to be in court. I didn't get to challenge them. And it, it made me sick that I would, I would go to the committee hearings once I learned about it. And I would sit there. And they would talk about me while I was sitting in the audience. And as an American, I couldn't face, I don't know anything about the Russians. I'm not involved with the Russians. I'm an American. I'm, I'm literally a red, white, and blue flaming American. And 
So I'm not a victim to telling the story. I'm just saying, when Trump tweeted last week, Schiff should pay for his lies about us being Russian agents. Damn right he should pay. I'm not saying somebody should go hurt him. I'm saying court or somehow. I have been millions of dollars. I have had people spit on me in the street. I have had my kids attacked at school saying your dad's a Russian agent and I'm a true blue American. And I'm just saying in the natural universe, these people need to pay for what they've done. I am, I am pissed. I'm not wow. bird hurt. I'm not a wimp. I'm just saying, man, I'm not a goddamn Russian agent. I'm an American agent. And I'm sick of these globalists that say America sucks all day. And it was never great telling me how I'm an enemy of America. It pisses me off. And I agree with President Trump. When does Hillary and Schiff and Schumer and Pelosi pay with no proof? Like yesterday, um, Schumer came out and said, maybe Trump's a Chinese agent. And, and like even Rand Paul flipped out on it. I mean, this got because people go, oh, they just called you that. No, no. When Schumer calls you a Russian or Chinese agent, man, the CIA comes after you. OK. And I, and so I've been effed over. And it's not like I'm saying, oh, I'm a baby. As an American, I don't deserve this. And I don't know how we get retribution. But I'm tired of globalists that hate our country telling me that I'm a traitor when they're the traitor. They're the ones that hate America. They're the ones that sold out America. And I'm pissed. I'll be, I'll be quite frank with you. And so Trump's done nothing about it. So now they say he and his kids are Chinese agents when Trump is kicking the living snot out of the Chicoms. It's like saying Roosevelt's pro-Hitler when we're bombing Dresden. I'm not putting up with it anymore. And I'm pissed, man. I don't know what to do, quite frankly. But Trump's put up with it, so now he's a Chinese agent. And it's just like, when the hell? Because people go, oh, again, Schumer has no power. Oh, really? Wait till they take your bank account away. Wait till they have used national security on me as a freaking Russian agent. And I'm pissed, man. Man, I, yeah, I, 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 I love his vigor, man. I love his vigor, man. <laughs> I do it, too. It's, it's, it's awesome. And, and you know, I, 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 with the Hillary and and with with Susan Rice even being out there, I, I don't. Ex I, quite honest with you, brother, I don't expect man to ever ever bring them to to the justice they need to. But I know they're going to get it. And that's where I've come out. Where I used to be extremely angry all the time, but I now no, it's right. they're sacks of garbage. So they're going to get it because of they, who they are. They will get it eventually. God, God will take care of what needs to be taken care of, and I, you know, because uh, sometimes my faith in man has been waned. It, it is waning at times with over the last four years, where where things should have gone, where where the Department of Justice and and the Attorney General had enough information to bring charges against former administration didn't happen, and I was angry. And I'm like, you know what? What I I have faith. I'm not worried about it anymore. They will get theirs. No, I agree with you. Have, I have faith. And, I and have and faith. But and the vigor's there in me too. But gosh dang it, bro! I, I I can't be that angry anymore. It was it was ruining my life. And, and no, no, and I, I don't want to be angry. I, I'm just telling you. When you watch Congress and you're a Russian agent and you can't even respond, that's BS, man. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Well, that's where we're at. That's, but that's why I, I do feel it this way too. Ian feels it. I know your show just from being on your show again. I know it's still going on. That's why people are starting to move it back towards the grassroots media and listening to the podcast and, and the internet radio and getting away as you've seen it too from the mainstream. There, people are waking up. It's slow, no, but we're it's overcoming it's this. Happening. I just want to point out the criminality with no evidence of None. saying dyed-in-the-wool Americans are Russian and Chinese agents. And that's why everybody freaked out and said, now you're saying they're Chinese agents? 
Yeah, well, when well, Trump's kicking the hell out of the Chicoms <laughs> because Trump has put up with it. And I'm not attacking the president. I'm just saying they get us on the defense like if we fight back, we're bad. No, they attacked us. So whatever happens, I'm backing the president. I want action against these people. I'm sick of it. I'm a loyal American on record. Everybody knows it. And I've been chewed up by these people. And that's okay. I just don't want it to continue to my children. Yeah. I want these people to pay Chris, I want them to pay. I'm tired of it. They, they will. They will. Just like I mean, look at look what Megyn Kelly did to you, and and what is she doing now? Is it Karma? She's totally Karma? bankrupt. Car, where's what's Karma? Karma, right? Stripper name's Karma. Hey, that <laughs> stripper name is Karma. And that always comes about, bro. And that's having faith. Well, They're so no, I totally agree. I, listen, we're better than ever. The persecution. I'm not being a victim. Yeah, I'm just. I hate to even like. We just have to say what they've done because it has yeah, to be on on record what they've done. And like with oh, the yeah. stuff they've done, it just I'm just sick of them. And the other question is, like, I'm a tough guy, but I don't go around starting fights with badasses. And I'm not, you know, you're not a wimp. I'm not a wimp. These globalists just run around starting fights with people that they shouldn't be starting fights with. There's something missing in their equation. Yeah. Because I'm not somebody to mess with. No, are you guys. Well, so on, on that note, you know what I was wondering uh, is that, Alex, like because of how the media has you know created this perception of you, your public persona among some people can be perceived as negative. On the other hand, Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, I'm Satan. I'm Satan. Uh, yeah. Well, but the reason I point that out, though, is I think the perception of Tulsi Gabbard is that she's an American patriot, whether people like her or not. She's a combat veteran, and she is suing Hillary Clinton for the same thing that you're talking about. Hillary Clinton going on record yeah, saying just says she's a she's Russian. Russian agent. Agent. So, no, you sold out the uranium, you whore. You're the goddamn Russian agent. So, but, I mean, seriously, I, I'm the only just, fucking Russian agent is Hillary Clinton. How, but yeah. I'm wondering, Alex, like, how do you think that's going to go in court? What do you think is going to happen with that? Oh, man, these judges. I mean, maybe it'll go there. It's all fear and then blackmail, and that's why they hire all these perverts. Like Tulsi Gabbard, you know, had, had sex with a kid. But the judge, a lot of the judges and stuff, that's why they put them in there. They're compromised trash. And they've totally front-loaded all these people. And I think they'll just throw it out. You know, oh, Hillary says you're a Russian agent. You are. Sit down and shut up, veteran. Sit down. You are a Russian agent. It doesn't matter Hillary gave him the uranium. It doesn't matter she hated America. You sit down, Tulsi, and you kiss her ass because she's God. But at the end of the day, like, like Chris said, God's got other ways to serve up justice. And I've seen that. So, I, I, And I, I bro, it ain't going to happen. That's going to happen. I, they, with go to court judges, judges don't use rule of law anymore. In my opinion, it's whatever whatever they their interpretation of it. And, and it's they stick their finger up and decide: Are they going to get pressure from the establishment? But that's yeah, a slander uh, as it gets to to publicly as a former first lady call an American veteran who is running as a patriot, whether you like her views or not, to call her a Russian agent. I don't know how that doesn't fall under slander. It should. No, it you, should. It should, but it's going to. That's the question. Is it? Is it anything going to happen? No, it, damn nor ship is falling or slander. How do you say that stuff and not and get away with it? But she's been getting away. She's been getting away with the with the manslaughter or murder of Ambassador Stevens, Sean Smith, Tyrone Woods, and Glenn Doherty too since 2012. I, it's nothing's going to happen. I, I wish I, I could say further. something's going to happen by man, but it's this and even further, even further than that. Is it gonna? Is man gonna handle it? No, because no, it's not. Man's not going to. I just don't see it, or it would have right. happened. God's got to handle it. I, I believe in God. Here's what happened. Obama, when he left, set up 
the Countering Disinformation and Propaganda Act with billions of dollars. And so people go, why are they calling this person a Russian? Why are they calling this person a Russian? When they do that, it's not the average CIA or the actual military or guys that know how to wipe their ass. It's it's these leftist uh, politicos and analysts who are in the system. They have contacts through Mockingbird and the media. So when they say you're a Russian in Congress, they come after you. So what that means is they turn the deep state loose on you. Why are you calling me a Russian? It means that when she says that, they take that as you really are that. That's why it's so serious. They're like, oh, that's a joke. She called me a Russian. No, that means the deep state's coming after you. And, and, then, they, and then now they can cut out the surveillance and the special teams. The difference is they've tried to send out hit teams. And almost every special operations person, either retired or whatever, even foreign ones, won't do it. They like, So that's why they're toothless now, is they've already tried to deep state me and so many others. And believe me, you guys involved in... What happened in Libya? Chris, I'm saying the heavy stuff here. You know they probably tried to get you. You know they can't get anybody to do it. It's not even a fear. People just aren't dishonorable. Real men that kill people aren't these pieces of Hillary Clinton crash. So that's why they're toothless. Do you see what I'm saying? No, I, 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 no, I, I totally see what you're saying. They're, you, you don't want to have to take a human life. There's no reason, just especially for... If you're doing it for politics and, and you know, the left and the right, they both can eat. Both of them can say, well, wait a second. You are going to fight a war for politicians. I guess we just never – I never thought of it that way. So I'm going to kill terrorists. I'm going to help stop terrorism. And, but but coming to America and then saying, yeah, you know what? I don't like this guy. He's, he's messing me up politically. He's a U.S. citizen. Go kill him. No, I'm not going to – you're right. not going to do that. No, no exactly. So that's face. why they're toothless. In fact, everybody yeah. I talk to says – the economy goes down. There's a globalist war against humanity. They're all wiped out. And that's not a bragging point. The good news is our military and patriots on average and men and women that have been in the real world, we're in, we, they get it now. And that's why the globalists are done. They can play a few more games. But if they try to have a civil war against humanity, they're all dead. And that's not some threat by me. I'm just saying you ask what the end game is. Everybody's awake. Everybody gets it. And we're done. I, 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 I can't disagree with you there, bro. I can't, I, I, if I could, I would, you know, I would, but I, I can't do it. And, uh, and that's, that's, well, that's, that's why we have you on the show. That's why you're here, man. And I, and I am a complete, complete agreement with, with the analysts. And I've seen that with me with the, the there are, there are, believe me, leftists within the agency and the NSA and the analysts up there making calls, the ones that are sitting behind the desks, even that night in Benghazi, for example, they were believing the guys, the analysts that were seeing what the attack was of why they were watching it happen on Facebook over us guys that were on the ground. So, I, no, it's there, bro. It's, it's, but here's it's, the good news, Chris. They're the followers and we're the leaders. Yeah, that's where we're doing our thing. That's why I'm here doing the podcast, too. Well, I'm lucky I'm so smarter. I'm like, I got Ian. He's smarter than me to do it, though. I just know how to talk. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do all the engineering shit behind the scenes. I have no yeah, clue. I love how guys that got the real power always say they don't have the power. <laughs> hey, you, you know what? I, speaking people of people that don't have the power always want to run stuff. <laughs> and it's up to us to just say, you know what? We're trying your way. We're done. Sp speaking of, of – uh, We we went round – I mean, that was a full circle. We actually come 
coming back to the beginning. Yeah, no, because we exactly. I, I am was, going full circle. I am going full circle because speaking <laughs> of which, the last time that you were on Rogan, Alex, you were saying you were pretty much saying that Alex is a believer. I mean, Joe is a believer in everything that you were saying and that Joe is in the know of the same exact things that you talk about. So I'm wondering, as a good friend of his, why do you think he's out there endorsing Bernie Sanders? It's it's just to appease the left. It's a, it seems strange to me. Uh, look, I want to kiss Joe's ass, but I've known Joe for many years. Uh, he's super sophisticated. I mean, he, you know, and I only attacked him about a year ago because I knew he was being sucked in to say they're going to F you over once you join with them. And Joe's like, hey, I want to just balance. I want to, like, cover what's happening in the scheme of things. I said, you can't do that. And he, I'm going to get a private conversation we had a few days ago, a long conversation. But uh, I think that uh, he's, he's, he's waking up to what's going on and. You know, it's just a whole paradigm shift. Um, and and I, I think Joe's a really good guy, and I've known Joe a long time. We drank a lot of beer together and whiskey, let's leave it at that, <laughs> in Austin and Vegas and New York and, you know, everywhere else in L.A. Uh, but I thought, you know, he thinks he could smartly navigate this and not choose a side. It's like Chris said, you're going to choose a damn side, okay? Choose it now. No more freaking games. You choose it. And I talked with Joe a few days ago, and I think Joe gets that. You're going to choose it. You're going to stop thinking you can, like be like God said, you're hot and or cold. I spit you out of my mouth. There's no more lukewarm. You're going to choose a side. It doesn't mean your side's perfect, but God wants you to choose. It's this liberal, uh, leftist, professor, college, you know, lawyer thing where, oh, we're going to, like, balance it all out. No, there's no balance. You're going to choose what side you're on, and that's the end of it. And that's what God wants, so that's what's happening. I had one other topic I want to get your take on, and I might uh, eat my words on something I said last week with Chris. I felt like the media was trying to scare us with this coronavirus stuff and, <laughs> and exaggerate, but I, I don't know. What's your take on it right now? I'm, I'm really concerned about it because of the giant clampdown on what China's doing. But They had other viruses they hyped up, but they didn't do a clampdown like those. And I think technically they're always hyping up flu, it's, it's really uh, things like pneumonia that really do kill the most people. And so I've had a lot of family die from pneumonia, so I take it very seriously. And so I don't know whether it's hype or whether it's hype and it's real or whether it's, you know, real. I just know that uh, the tremors in the political system are the biggest I've ever seen for an outbreak. And I think the flights being canceled into China and the lockdowns either say they're using this for political control over there or it's really a big giant disaster or both. And I don't, I don't, I don't again, have the answers on that, but I think it's uh, very, very serious. And I think so far Trump doesn't want to crash the stock market, but as of doing this show with you right now, I think he's behind the curveball. He's behind the, the curve. I think he should be responding to it and, and, and saying we're going to try to deal with it because if it's anywhere as bad as it looks like, it's, it's, it's going to be pretty, pretty serious. I, I, we're taking necessary precautions. I, I, I was, we talked about last week, Alex, me and Ian, and uh, you see these things come and go, and, and you know, I, I don't know. I, I, was, I, I don't see it as a scare tactic. I just think sometimes it gets overblown. Yeah, I, I just remember the Ebola. The media does that to, to overblow it, not to scare you, but just to bring you in to, to watch their shows. And maybe that is fear. Oh, I, I don't totally see it, agree. I just, they usually hey, overblow everything, like hey, SARS but, and... But no, exactly. But and you're right. I think what do people die the most of? Anyway, flu and pneumonia, and we've we you know we that's always around. So, but the precaution, I think that is correct. Yeah, you know, stopping flights in and out of China. No, that's 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 the precaution you should always take for something like this. 
And that's that's to me that's a good administration. Oh, stop it. We're not going in. Nobody's coming in or out because this this could get bad. And uh, to me, that's just that's a responsible administration. Well, that's my biggest concern is I have a big food sponsor. I've had 12 years and they're like, wow, we're surprised you didn't call us earlier because I'm never like thinking like business wise, like whatever I do. So like last week, I'm ordering some storable food for the office because of this. And I go, oh, wait, I should probably promote this. And I call the sponsor and they go, yeah, it's record sales. And then I learned from them, it's governmental, it's institutions, it's corporations are buying it all up. So again, I wow. hope it's just just a hysteria, and, and hopefully it is, but there's definitely big stuff afoot going on right now. Okay. And that's hey, that's good to know. That's why you have that's why you're a free thinker, using common sense, using other other ways to to uh, to figure out the problem. And as far as I yeah, we don't have a food sponsor yet, so we can't do that. Right, Ian. Maybe we'll get one one of these days. Well, we should get you one. My, you know, my <laughs> Patreon. I'm, I'm trying to plug them. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I literally during this have barely even plugged them. No, I my used Patriot's to. Uh, one of the biggest companies. They've been around twelve years. We should oh, get wow. you guys a sponsor with them. Oh, I, that would I be have. great. I, I formerly worked on uh, Andrew Wilkow, and they were a sponsor with Andrew as well. And I know he stands behind them, so I've heard great things. Um, oh, I'm listen. A- let me tell you. People always ask me, like, why do you sell the best supplements or the best books or best films? It's like, well, as a person, instinctively, I want to sell good stuff because I treat it like I treat. But from if I was a psychotic, even, or a sociopath, I want you to like it. So if I'm at a <laughs> restaurant, I want the food to taste good and I'll give you food poisoning. So, yeah, anything I promote I is, a, I mean, here's an example. I had a water filter sponsor for over 10 years. And, I mean, I probably sold $10 million. I, I sold more than $10 million of water filters for him. Okay, so... I've been on here 26 years. And then all of a sudden they were breaking. They had problems. People were complaining. I had it privately tested. It was suddenly being made in China. It sucked. And I just Uh, quit. Took me two years to get a new water sponsor. And and everybody was like, no, we appreciate that. Yeah, I'm not going to sell my listeners crappy water filtration because I don't want the bad mojo, mojo, whatever you call it. (laughs) Plus, I mean, it's not like some psychotic calculation like, like, Again, if I've got a gas station, I'm not going to sell you salt water in your tanks. I'm yeah. going to get killed. I mean, but it's I don't even do it from that position. I don't even know why. I want to sell high-quality products because it's the right thing to do. I don't even get the part of I better do it or I'm going to be screwed over. But these leftists and these fly-by-nighters, man, they, like, think if you screw somebody up front and make a nickel off of them, it's better than a million dollars. It's the mental illness of these people. That's, into, that's not having integrity anymore, brother. That's not having any values. That's not having any virtue. We've lost virtue in in ourselves. No, that's I agree with you, Chris. But beyond virtue, beyond you're you're a tough guy. I wouldn't start a fight with you. If you came to my office and said, "I want to buy uh, whatever it is," and then you bought it and it was not what I said, you would be pissed and come. I'd be a little, I'd be a little you, angry. Yeah, I've been a little angry. So I would sell you what works and you like. So you like me and we form a relationship that's good for both. I don't even get this thing where like you screw people and then you think you get ahead. Like it's, 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 it's the whole nature of this thing. So it's not even integrity to sell somebody something that works. It's called business. Yes, I do it because I have integrity because it's hard built into who Chris is and who I am. But People that don't have that, Chris, they don't get that. And I know I'm not preaching at you. I used to think everybody had it, and I'm realizing they don't, and they're not <laughs> successful because they don't have that basic programming that, hey, you might not want to just sell people crap for no reason. They're going to kill you. 
Well, and then eventually, gonna, if, if you don't get killed, they're sure as hell not going to buy anything from you or anything you endorse anymore. Everything that we have on the show, which we have a blessing, I use and I've used forever. And it works. If it doesn't work, I'm not going to tell you to go get it. We're finishing each other's sentences. Yeah, if, I, I just, what works for me, I, I go, hey, this is great. That's what it's all about. Yep. Yep. You, you got that right. I'm not around. Finish your point. I know no, I'm talking over you. I apologize. No, you're good. You're good. No, we're, we're good. I, <laughs> Brother Alex, I just I love having you on the show, and I love I love listening to you, and and I don't give a shit what people say about uh, really. If they want to talk bad, let them. I don't care. People talk well, bad Chris, about. We're them. on the same no page. Yeah, Chris, we're on the same page, not because we're aligned with each other. We're aligned to God, and that's not some fancy statement. It's true. That's why you can meet somebody you've never known, and that you'll finish each other's sentences yeah. because when you're aligned with truth, you're aligned, and we're aligned. And let's just say it: we're not perfect. We want to stay aligned, but. <laughs> My whole life is about stay aligned with God. Stay aligned. Stay aligned. Stay aligned. Stay aligned. Keep, keep trying to be a better man every day. That's that's my dad, and that's that's why I was raised with faith. And and I'm work I'm working at it, man. I'm working at it. Tell Ian will tell you the same thing. I'm working at trying to be better every day, and that's all you can do. And I think I am. And and I and I that's why you're here. And that's why we're talking. And and I, I, I love you guys, and I appreciate you. Please come back on my show soon. Yeah, no, we we really appreciate you making the time. I mean, we're just starting up. We're on episode thirteen, and this means a lot to us. Um, yeah, but uh, let me explain something. I'm going to stop you right there. You're a really smart guy talking to you. I don't even know who you are. I know who Chris <laughs> Thanks, is. Alex. I Chris is an amazing that. leader and an individual. I respect things even more at the beginning, not once they're big and successful. Yeah, it's the potential and the yeah. will to put it out there, and Chris to reject the whole system and do it. That's power. That's so. Don't don't thank me for wanting to be at the opening level of something important. Brother, you understand? It's not about how big you are. It's what you stand for. And again, I don't say that to like kiss people's ass. Yeah. That's the potential of the universe. Absolutely. No, I, I, I appreciate well said, it. I, I fully agree. Um, I guess wrapping things up here, of course, go to Infowars.com. But uh, as Chris has been doing every show, and I guess I'll step in here and do it, we've been doing some words of inspiration, which you just did. But, you know, we have listeners who are going through post-traumatic stress issues, guys transitioning back from combat. Uh, I don't know if you have anything that you'd want to say to those people who check us out. I would just simply say this. Anybody after war that's told they're worthless wants to kill themselves. That's the normal thing to do. Don't listen to that. And realize the incredible value you've got to help others and help yourself. And don't ever listen to that satanic voice that says you should hurt yourself. You should go out and politically stand up against the tyrants and hurt them through information. And realize that the longer you hang in there, the stronger we all get and we need you. And so, really, your real mission is the battle for the republic that's happening right now, that animating contest of liberty, and not taking the fact that you may have been sent to a false war, or the fact that things may not have gone perfect, you did some things. The matter, what, what matters is, is where your soul's pointed, your pole star. And that's why Christ is hanging on the cross, and he tells both of them, hey, you can be with me in paradise. One doesn't listen, the other does. It was a fact of your soul's what matters and your intent at that final equation, and that relationship with God is what matters. So make that relationship with God. God will heal you and take you to the next level. And don't feel the guilt for things you did when you didn't understand what was happening. Don't let the system make you feel guilty for things that weren't conscious. Go with God, buy a and at the end of the day, you're going to be empowered. 
the enemy is attacking our veterans because they're real people who've seen the real world. This whole synthetic system is about not facing the real world, living in a synthetic world. So they fear men who've been through the fire because of your leadership potential. And so instead of hating yourself and second guessing yourself, embrace it as a gift from God and transcend it. And together we can save the world through Jesus Christ. Oh, man, good job, man. I, I And I, I completely agree. Completely agree with that. Just just keep pushing on you all out there, especially when them demon comes. They, 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 you can beat them. You can beat them back. But, uh, no, I don't, I don't, exactly. I the demon that. comes to me and I want to do horrible things. That's the devil. I'm not listening to that demon. Don't listen to it. Yep, don't listen to it. I've been there. I've been there, y'all. Been there and you can overcome it. Just fight through it and and fight something positive to make out of it. Make You know, like the old adage, make lemonade out of lemons. And that's what I'm doing now. I really am. I, and I appreciate that, Alex. Thanks, man. No, you're right, brother, because there's a lot of innocent people counting on men to stand up for them. So as bad as what you've gone through, there's a lot of children and women and innocents that need your leadership. And patriots and men of God are never arrogant. So they think like if they try to help people or be a leader, it's arrogance. It's not arrogance. It's a duty. You must execute now and stop worrying about committing suicide and stop worrying about what you've gone through and take on the fight because you think you've out of some fight and now you're here and you don't. You don't know where to interface with things. This is the fight now. This is this is the whole whole thing. I really appreciate you guys, and I hope you and your co-host uh, Chris will come on the show soon. I love you. Oh, anytime, yeah. Alex. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, bro. I love you. No, brother. don't thank me. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor uh, to be here, and it's what it's all about. Be, be safe, man. Go get some hot tea. I know you got some more talking to do <laughs> do later, brother. I, I'll talk to you again soon, man. Thanks again. All right, thanks, guys. All right, bro. He's yeah. intense. I love it. It gets intense. That's. To me, that's awesome. I, again, what, whatever people agree, disagree. When you when you're intense, even like the, like I said, I have a different view of actors now okay. but from what I saw with Pablo and John Krasinski, and I mean, and Demon and and you know, Martini. When you give 110, percent I don't care what it is. To me, that's admirable. That's yeah. admirable. I, just like we're talking with Kobe earlier, you give 110, percent whether you, you whether you like it or not, whether you follow basketball or not. If you have a craft and you give it all you can give it, that is admirable to me, whatever it is. And, and I admire that. And I think people should admire that, whether whether you like what Alex says or not, whether you like what you know, when, when Megan Kelly in her heyday. I, I did a few interviews with her. We, she, You could tell she busted her ass when I came. You could tell. I mean, just by her work ethic, by what she was doing, overcoming, looking at no, I mean, just a little thing. You could tell she took it seriously and, and, and it's admirable when people do that. You know, like I said, Ian, you know what the hell you're doing with these engineers. I know it seems second nature to you, but I wouldn't know what the hell to do at half this radio show, but you give it everything. That's one reason why I agreed to do this with you. Man. <laughs> Thanks, I admire man. that. No, I, 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 I admire that. Anybody. I think this is going to be an interview with Alex that people don't expect. And, and he was almost, you know, given a sermon there at the end. It was not what I would expect from Alex Jones. And, and I think that that's the nature of this podcast. <laughs> Before we say anything else, I do want to say that when you went on Alex last time, a guy reached out to me, actually, um, by the name of Lucas. And he said, hey, I own a soap company and I'm doing some really incredible things for veterans. I think we should connect on something. And so he started Hero Soap Company, which is absolutely awesome. 
HeroSoapCompany.com. And so he's a fan of yours. He's a fan of Alex. And uh, I was glad I spoke on the phone with him for a while and got to know what he's doing a little bit more. So these soaps that he's putting out, no chemicals, dyes, or fragrances, no parabens that are found in common soaps that are actually linked to breast cancer and reproductive complications in men. It's a veteran-owned business focused on veteran charities to build housing for vets in need. And they have this subscription they do where when you purchase a subscription and you get this soap delivered to you regularly, they're going to match those purchases with that amount of soap and send it overseas to deployed veterans. And Lucas was telling me, you know, they have guys overseas, as you, I'm sure you know, you have to purchase your own toiletries. And he's trying to... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Or you get a gift box, which you never know you're going to get, man. Yeah, so he's trying to fix that and make it so that these guys, you know, the least we could do for their service is get them some soap, and the stuff that he's putting out is excellent. Uh, So subscriptions are, are shipped straight to your door every month. No worry of running out. Dudes always run out of their products before buying new <laughs> new ones. You know how it is. Uh, no contract. You can cancel at any time. And their slogan is let freedom clean. So use the promo code BATTLELINE at checkout to save 15%. And you can combine that with the 10% off for the subscription for best savings. Uh, the convenience of having those soaps delivered straight to your door. Prior to the company, as Lucas was saying to me, he would always run out of soap completely before getting more. And he thinks a lot of guys are in that same boat. Very true. And uh, my favorite thing that he said to me when we were on the phone, he was like, I don't know if this is appropriate for your audience. I don't know if you want to put this out there, but our peppermint plus cool soap that you're going to see on the website, he's like, the only way I could describe this stuff when you're using it, it's like you're at the top of Mount Everest naked naked, and just feeling that wind on your balls. He's like, this is some powerful stuff. And he's like, but let the audience know just for men. He's like, this is not a woman's product for obvious reasons you don't need me to get into. But the peppermint plus cool soap, that's his favorite. And all this stuff is great. I mean, he's doing great stuff for veterans. So I'm, I'm really psyched to have them on board for this one. That cooling. It's uh, eating, eating a York, like that York peppermint patty, but down in your t- down in that <laughs> nether region. I mean, I have the stuff for my shampoo, which is what it has. It has menthol in it. Oh, this yeah. stuff is great, and, and it's great. And that and you do you do actually feel cleaner. It refreshes you. And believe me, if you've got menthol down there, you are going to wake up in the morning. So if you're tired <laughs> at five a.m. in the morning, as soon as you feel that cooling in that nether region, there you'll be woken up. And Lucas oh. is is a fan, like I said, of what you do and what Alex does. I mean, he was talking to me a lot about the same stuff we've spoken about in this past hour with Alex, and he's like, "That's why I wanted to team up with you guys." Uh, and that's it's honorable, and and anyone that's that's willing to help the veterans, it is toiletries is a pain in the ass, especially if you don't live on a main base, you don't live on Bagram Airfield, you don't live where there's a PX or a or a little uh, you know a little bazaar nearby. It is just a pain in the ass trying to get toiletries. So if shipping it over to you and getting it to you in a care package makes life the, the things we take for granted here, believe me makes life so much easier when somebody's sending you soap and toothpaste and shampoo then i remember being on a fob in uh being on an outer base i shouldn't even call it a fob it was a camp uh out in kandahar before Kandahar, out not on the base not at Kandahar airfield but outside of town and the risk just to go get soap or to go buying at the px the risk of getting hit with an ied Get hit with an improvised explosive device just to go shopping. So we ended up having to take helicopters to go shop so we didn't have to run around a stretch of road. Believe me, it, it puts life and things in perspective. And 
for someone that's willing to do that for veterans, it's a, it's a stress that you don't need. When would you think buying soap would be stressful? And he's really, he is, he's limiting that stress that you have for the guys downrange just to, just to, just to get everyday, everyday toiletries and expendables that, you know, we could go to target here and buy. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's that, that, that in itself should have you go out there and get a soap. Yeah. Right and there. it's great stuff. And it's just, the, the packaging is badass. And I always think of handmade soap, believe it or not, as a pretty badass thing. Cause I always yeah. think of, I always think of fight club. Are you a fight club fan? <laughs> <laughs> oh my are you kidding me tyler durden yeah. i watch tyler durden he, t- they're on i think every day it's on cinemax and i watch it at least once or twice a week it never that's a show oh, that God. never gets old it's it's hilarious it, it, and you know, and i talk to myself a lot too so <laughs> i may have my own tyler durden standing right next to me right now i think he is I mean, yeah i mean the way up. that it ends is pretty extreme of course but i think the general philosophy actually goes into a lot of what we spoke about this past hour of yeah, i know Getting away from, you know, the corporate interests and and doing everything on your own and being self-made and feeling alive. Like, I, I think there actually is a very positive message to that movie, although you might not think so because you see the very end and, you know, it all Honestly, erupts into chaos. But that well, we don't see it going into chaos. We just see that that, you know, that the all the um, all the uh, what is it? The um, help me out. The uh, credit companies, oh, they're yeah. all going down. Yeah, I mean, everybody's being reset at zero. I, you know, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I, 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 yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying there needs to be chaos, but you see the end of it, and there, I think the majority of people out there go, huh, I don't know if that would be such a bad idea, especially <laughs> right now, because it is the conglomerates and the IT people, people that have the ultimate power, the credit companies, they control everything. Yeah, and and they're they're making policies, and they're not always the best people with integrity that should be making policies in those positions or those companies. So I don't know, but I like this movie from start to finish, and the ending to me, I do. I go, huh? Every time I see it, huh? <laughs> I'm, uh, maybe that wouldn't be a bad idea. Because um, the people that do still do and go 110 percent, they're still whether we go sit back at zero. They're going to succeed. People that give it their all and don't don't know how to stop working to try to improve their lives, they're going to succeed. That's even I, brother. I remember when somebody asked me during the election. I remember I think it was on Fox. It was on Fox and Friends in the morning, and it was. It may, it may even have been CNN International. I'm not sure. I but it said, "What if Hillary Clinton becomes president?" Because nobody knew yet, and she was looking like she was going to win. I remember I said, "Well, I'll get up and go to work the next morning. I don't care. I mean, I'm still going to live my life. I'm not going to." I'm not going to quit because Hillary Clinton is the president. And, and I think that's how everybody should be. Just yeah. don't quit. We're going to succeed, succeed. Whether whoever is in charge or if there's nobody in charge, as in Fight Club, when everything just blows, blown up, um, you're, if you're willing to just still work your ass off, you're going to succeed. You're going to succeed. You're going to be successful. So somehow our Hero Soap Company endorsement has evolved into <laughs> Fight Club. But I, all I was pointing out is that handmade soap reminds me of Fight Club. And it does look yeah. like that Fight Club type soap. So uh, what, what were you saying, Chris? Well, no, no, I love it. Well, that's us, man. You know, you know I can't stop talking. No, I, 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 dude, I love it. I'm sure Lucas is a Fight Club fan. He's got to be. So HeroSoapCompany.com. And the great thing, once again, is not only do you get 15% off with the promo code BATTLELINE, you could also combine that with the subscription and get 10% off in addition. And you're going to want to do that because you're going to love this stuff. And you're going to want it delivered yeah. to your door yeah. whenever you need it. Um, so we're really proud to have them on board. And once again, of course, we're proud 
proud to have on board Fort Scott Munitions. Fort Scott is a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass CNC spun ammunition. It's designed to tumble upon impact and soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military-grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC-spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in every state, as well as directly online at fortscottmunitions.com. Once again, F-O-R-T-S-C-O-T-T. M-U-N-I-T-I-O-N-S dot com. Use the exclusive promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off your order. Only available to listeners of the BATTLELINE podcast. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Peranto, BATTLELINE Tactical, and the BATTLELINE podcast. I don't know if my live reads are as good as Alex Jones, but I can't believe that we've talked to Alex Jones for the past hour. It's surreal to me as a guy. And once again, he, he's said things over the years that, that I've liked, some I haven't. But the fact that he's a guy whose career that I've really watched evolve and change over this past decade or so, to be able to talk to him uh, for this length of time, awesome. But I, 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 I think he's a friend. So you can tell when him and I talk, we just we can just talk. And I do love, again, I do love his vigor. And I do love that rasp, you know, that voice. He's got that quiet storm voice, you know? That guy should be on the radio right oh, yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. Just that quiet storm. He is, he's the white, very white. Well, even, the, even though racist? I don't, <laughs> even though to be completely honest that I don't really talk to the guy anymore. And like, I used to work with him. I'll be honest. David Webb has that too, man. David, David, Webb, David Webb, Webb here. But, but again, Alex, listen to him. He, he has, he has vigor. He has, he emphasizes, he believes in what he's saying. You agree with him or not. Doesn't matter. You're going to listen to him because people people want to hear what he has to say. Somebody want to hear what he has to say just so they can disagree with what he has to say, but you're still listening to him. I think this and, episode and, is going to su- surprise some people, though, because I don't think he said anything that people are really going to go, wow, that was crazy. He, uh, I think he came off as very personable in this interview the same way that he did with Joe Rogan, and I think it shows a different side to him and that his main thing is he just he is a fighter for freedom of speech. And, and that's what I've told people before I went on his show. And I kind of, I think a lot of people didn't know that we, we were, we, we were, I'd consider him a friend and he would consider me a friend either. So I knew what I was getting into, but people were like, Oh, what are you going on his show for? It's like, cause he's a decent guy. I, and though they don't know, that's why I wanted him on the show. It wasn't, he, he's going to put his political stuff out. He's going to put his views out there, which is good. Constitutionalist. That, that, that's great. But I want people to just say, this is who Alex is. When I'm talking to him behind, you know, during commercial breaks, this is Alex. This is me and him talking. I want you guys to see that. Then if you still, if you still don't care for him, well, you don't care for him. It's all right. We all have our, we all have our flavors, but he, he's not the, he's not the, the, the crazy nut job that y'all were calling him when I was going on the show. I don't think that way. And again, I, I, again, I, I just, I think he's a genuinely good person. His heart's in the right place. And he just he just has a lot of intensity, and you know that's just that's just how he is. And again, he's not for everybody. That's fine. I'm not for everybody. Ian's not for everybody. But at least you're you're seeing and you're seeing another side of him. And maybe some people are like you know what? Uh, 
really, I, maybe I was a little bit wrong on my on my interpretation. Yeah. And if you, yeah, and that that's that's always I I want people to go, huh? Every just like the Fight Club when everything blows up, <laughs> huh? Maybe maybe my mindset's not the right place. Maybe, maybe I was wrong in this aspect. Just make people think. That's what we're here for. Free yeah. thinkers, common sense. I agree. I really enjoyed having him on. We have some yeah, great guests too. lined up for the coming weeks. Uh, I, you know, I, I try not to preview everything because things fall fall apart yeah. sometimes. And yeah. I didn't preview this out because I was like, "Is Alex Jones really going to come on?" And it's surreal to me that I got to speak you didn't with him. Trust me. What's wrong with you? Ian? <laughs> no, it's not that. You it's just a, you it's son such son a, of a bitch. With with how busy he <laughs> is, I could see him being like, "Guys, can't do it," you know. But he. Uh, <laughs> He did. He did it. He was great. And uh, yeah, man. So thanks again to the listeners for their support. We can't do this without you. Our great sponsors, which, you know, we don't have Ned this week, but like next week, Ned, of course, Hero Soap, uh, Fort Scott Munitions. Tadia's going to be out. Tadia's best damn workout clothes out there. It's what you always see me wearing, man. KTP line there are fantastic. We'll get to that next week. Yeah, we'll be. Uh, they'll be Is on it two board weeks with from us now? next. Week. Uh, they'll they'll be on the episode with Tanya. So that'll be a couple weeks away. Um, yeah, we're just lining everybody up. I mean, even though uh, they're a smaller company, only did one episode. We love everyday grind coffee. Um, yes. so yeah, all, all, and you know, if you're looking to come on board, shoot us uh, a message anywhere. If you have any questions for the show, battle podcast at gmail.com, uh, at battle pod on Twitter at battle podcast on Instagram. We're at over 3000 likes on Facebook as of now. Uh, and that's due to you, man. And, and dude, I, I really uh, genuinely, man, I love doing this show every week. There's been times in the past where I've done radio and it's really felt like a grind and I'm not. Uh, I don't have the passion for it anymore. This has really reinvigorated my passion talking to you because you're a genuine guy. And, uh, I, you know, we give it our all, man, and, and we're not here to push an agenda. We're just here to get a message out and, and give people a place to hear, hopefully, some inspiration. Give people, and it's not cliche, give people an alternative to the mainstream. <laughs> it gives something something to people out there that hopefully they can listen in. And at the end of the day, go and smile say, you know I heard something good or you know what uh, that was funny or you know what that was that, what I heard on that day they were talking about some stuff I, I, I they just made me smile and walk away from the podcast going, uh, you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna work a little harder and I'm gonna smile a bit more and that, that's what I hope at the end at the end of all this so I'm having fun too bro I, I said I just even going out and getting a run in right before we talk um, I, just like the rest of time I do one though where we are run and we actually do the podcast while I'm running. Like when you talk to me on the phone, <laughs> I would do You'll have a heart attack. Yeah, I would. You know me. I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm ridiculous with the tech issues. But yeah, no, great stuff, guys. And we'll be back on Monday.
That's all for this week's Battle Line podcast, but we'll be back on Monday with more American Straight Talk, so make sure you're subscribed. And keep up with the show 24-7 on Facebook and Instagram at Battleline Podcast. Also on Twitter at Badline Pod. As always, never quit. <laughs> <laughs>